The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Lofting one end zone incomplete. Juju Smith-Schuster couldn't catch up. There's a flag at the 10. Hang on, there's a penalty. Prior to the pass, holding number 24, defense. Yeah, that's worst case scenario. You'll see James Bradbury. They're going to say he grabs him. He's got his left hand on his back. I mean, that's not up to my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game, um, and it was it was a hold, so they called it. So uh, I think uh, the way Bradbury handled it. Uh, eased a lot of people's mind. Like, I think Nick Sirianni also did as well. He was fantastic. Classic. Both yeah, of them very, were very classic. Like, like, neither of them cried about it. Neither of them whined. And by Bradbury saying, look, I, I did tug his jersey. And by the, like, I think the, the best way to sum it up, by the letter of the law, that is a hold. Yes. So the, was the one 10 minutes earlier that right. they didn't call. Right. Are those things that you can turn away and let let the game play and let the players decide. I think so too. Like it, it would, I would not stand here. I didn't rage against it. Yeah, I, it didn't ruin the you. game for me. Yeah. Um, it was a classic anyway. You sliced it up. If I was an Eagles fan, I'd be upset. Yeah, and then I understand the other people who say that they blew a ten point lead and and then they didn't yeah. sack the quarterback once. Yeah. And there were many plays that they could have made. I think I looked uh, at Tyler when the play happened and I go, how. How can you call that, but you didn't call the play earlier? So I was in the frame of mind of, you know, if you're calling the game, you want it to be consistent. And I just wish they would get it more right more often. And I get it. It's not. I was more pissed off as a non-participant, or I didn't even have a dog in the hunt in the Saints-Rams game from several years ago. Well, that's egregious. I mean, that was like, horrible. You just want them to get the egregious calls right, and I'd rather... To start with. Right, and I'd rather have them let the players decide the ones that are borderline. That, to me, like... And I thought some... Like, I was watching a lot of the national uh, debate shows today. I thought the best way... The best comps are, like, in an NBA game or a baseball game. Where the strike zone's been established, be consistent. Yes. And if that That's call isn't being called all game, if that outside strike isn't being called all game, don't call it the end of the game. Yeah. So they haven't called a hold all game. If if I think we would all be angry if that call is being called in a football game every single game. Because if they're calling that call in a 60-minute game for all 16 games every week, the game's going to slow down, and there are going to be too many flags, and it's ticky-tack. Yeah. The other, the other aspect here is, is that if you get called for something like that early in a game, you change the way you play as a defensive player. You establish that this is how yes. we're going to call the game. Right. And again, I get people say, look, it's a flag. If it's a flag, it's a penalty, or it's a penalty, you throw the flag. I get that. My only response to you in an imperfect world in which we live in in the NFL and in an inexact science, or so it seems, what I'm looking for mostly is consistency. Yes, yeah, exactly. And, and like the strike zone comp or like an NBA yeah. game, like when the refs let them play all game and they're banging inside and you're yeah. going to the hoop and they're letting you block shots with a little body contact 
and no one's blowing a whistle, and you're like, I like this. It's a good physical game. They're letting the players go to the hoop. Yeah. There's a little banging going on, but no one's calling fouls. A little banging happened. But then in the last five seconds of a great game, yeah. when someone goes to the hoop and there's a little ticky-tack, little little wrists, and then you blow a whistle, you're like, wait a minute. That's not how the whole game was called. And I'm not going to rage against it. You said you didn't have a dog in the hunt or a horse in the race. I did. And it was the Chiefs. Well, I did, too, in terms of a bet. But, I mean, well, like, it's too. not my favorite. You know, it wasn't my hometown team. My point is, is the, the dog in the hunt that I had was the Chiefs. Yeah, money-wise. I, I, I benefited from them not having a call. Yeah. For me, though, from a sports fan perspective, I would prefer them... To let it go. To let it go. Especially Literally. if that's how you established how the game's going to be played throughout the course of the game. That's it. That's yeah. it. And again, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be one of these guys today who's going to pound my fist on the table no. and say, this was awful. What's awful is what happened four years ago. Yes, I and agree You with can that. never make that mistake. No. You can never cost the Saints the game like it did four years ago. This one I get. It's it's letter of the law. You want to yeah. argue that's a, that's a hold. It's a hold. Fine. To me, it was more about being consistent. I, I don't. I don't. I'd rather let Mahomes and Hurts and those two really talented teams decide the game at the end. I the thing that had you know. I I mean, I guess I really wasn't griping about it as the game was going on. But the more you watch it more closely, it's just it, it's really it is inexcusable that the playing condition is something that even has to be talked about. Philly Sid's on the line. He wanted to talk about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Sid, you're on ESPN 1000. How are you feeling today? You know, I'm doing good. You know, when I talked to you guys last week, you asked me if I was going to, like, bunker down or if I was going to go watch it with a group of people. I actually went and, and party with a bunch of people. I had a good time. Nice. I was I was the one getting all the jokes thrown at them all night, but that, <laughs> it is what it is. Most of them were coming from fans of teams that haven't seen a Super Bowl in, like, 30 years. So, it's all good. Uh, Tahoma... 31. Remember that. That's a whole style of grass. 31. There is an article that is out on ESPN. It's titled, Behold, the Super Bowl's Experimental Golf Grass, Years in the Making. Evidently, this is something that they worked in conjunction with the USGA to build, like, starting four or five years ago. Um, but when you read through the article, there are some hilarious comments in here, like, the result was a grass that's good enough for the Super Bowl. Uh, with the extra pressure that comes with extra things we need to do, we can't call a timeout, push the game back. The game is coming. On this day, it's going to happen. So we have to be ready. The gurus say we are. <laughs> I mean, both teams complaining, coaches complaining. I, I think the most fortunate thing that happened yesterday is somebody did not tear up a knee, an ankle. Um, and, yeah, I think – I mean, it had some effect on the game. I mean, I think it affected both pass rushes. You know, like Tommy, you said earlier, I yeah. saw more defensive linemen on the ground yeah. from, you know, not really being blocked, just falling down than I think I've ever seen in a game. Um, but it was, I mean, I, without a doubt, it was a great game. The, the call at the end, my gut instinct was that's not a hold. When I heard Bradbury talk about it after the game, I'm like, all right, it was a hold. It would have been, as an Eagles fan, it would have been really nice to see them kick a field goal and see Hertz come on the field with about a minute and 30 left to see what he could do. Um, but it was a great game. Absolutely. I think maybe the best Super Bowl I've personally witnessed, and I'm 54 years old. So, 
Yeah, I mean, Sid, I, I can't recall one that from start to finish. And when you factor in everything, the pomp, the circumstance, the presentations, the entertainment, all of it, I can't think of a Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday where I came away thinking any more than I thought about yesterday's experience. I thought it was fabulous. And one of the, one of the props, one of the longstanding props got busted yesterday. The, uh, the opening possession turning into a touchdown last time it happened, Devin Hester returning the kick. Wow. Yeah, I, I heard somebody, one of you guys in the air were talking about it last week, that that was one of the props about an opening possession touchdown and the odds on it. And then, of course, the coin, coin flip. I think what the winner the of the coin flip? flip lost like eight in a row or something. Was it tails or heads? Always tails, I have baby. No, it was tails. No idea. But I know that basically both of those things went by the wayside yesterday because the Chiefs won the flip and won the game, and the Eagles scored – you know, the, on the opening possession of the game. So, yeah, it was an absolutely phenomenal game. So I'm hoping the Eagles can keep building and get back to it again next year. I mean, how do you, like, are you, it doesn't sound like you're devastated, but when your quarterback plays like he did and you don't come away with a win, like if I would have told you Jalen Hurts would have done what he did, um, wouldn't you have thought with everything you have in, inside of you that you would have won that game? Uh, yes. With with one the only lone exception, of course, being you know I think that Patrick Mahomes might have been made in a lab. Yeah. I mean that dude is legitimately <laughs> yeah. the best player, the most talented guy in the league. And I tell you, from my perspective personally, Sylvie, the Eagles winning six years ago was essentially you know my Mount Rushmore. I as a fan have I've loved these guys since the Super Bowl with Jaworski and Carmichael and Montgomery back in 1980 against the Raiders. I've been a fan that long, and I thought I was never going to get to see them win a Super Bowl. The fact that they did it six years ago, I could die a happy man now. So that they would have won yesterday, that, that would have just been icing on top of the icing on the cake for me. I, I would think, too, Sid, that as much as it was disappointing that they, you know, I mean, there is some disappointment that they lost considering how well they played. To know that you've got Jalen Hurts and a lifetime of football in you know in NFL terms ahead of him in an Eagles uniform yeah. is probably something that's pretty comforting as well. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think I think they got it right. And now I was talking to Carmen Yurko earlier. I think now the biggest challenge is I mean Howie did a great job building this team in the off season, um, but he's got. I think an even tougher challenge ahead of him this year because what's really not being talked about a ton is not only how many free agents that they have, but how many guys that they have that are right there on that edge of, should I retire? Kelsey's one of them. Uh, you've got Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham on the other side of the line. Lane Johnson on the offensive line might end up retiring. I mean, they've got some older guys there, so... He's got a, He's got his work cut out for him in the off season. So I, I'm hoping that stigma of the team that loses the Super Bowl doesn't get back to next year, or the other stigma for us NFC East fans. It's been like 18 years since the same team has won the NFC East in back to back years. I'm hoping those two stigmas die, yeah. and the Eagles can get back there next year. Sid, good stuff. Thanks yeah. for calling today. Okay. Thanks, Sid. Yeah, guys. There you go. There's Philly. Sid, long time. Uh, Waddle and Sylvie, and ESPN 1000 caller. Um, and we've, we had an announcement today. i got to tell you about that here coming up for all the longtime fans of ESPN 1000. Jimmy on the north side. Jimmy, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up? How's it going, fellas? Everything's good. 
Yeah, great game last night. Uh, enjoyed it. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, Waddle, what's the story with these UFOs, my friend? Dude, I do. I was just asking the fellas at at uh, at the last break. I said to Meller, I said, "We got any info on whether or not we're shooting down weather balloons or are these unidentified flying objects?" I need some info. Yeah, aliens or China? Really, uh, not a good option. Uh, <laughs> that's that's that a there. new game. The sequel to Florida, Ohio: Aliens or China. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't have been comfortable going to the Super Bowl if you asked me, but uh, they do a flyover. Um, anyway, uh, you know. By the way, they, about, they closed. I think they closed some airspace over Lake Michigan oh, they, as well in, they, in Wisconsin. They certainly did. Certainly did. It's yeah, if you look at the flight home. radar. I mean, it was there was nothing in uh, where Area Fifty One is, as well as the entire northern part of the country. <laughs> not that I'm not that I'm paying attention or anything. Yeah. Right. Um, but, uh, no, I was thinking about the Bears. I mean, this is going to be exciting, guys. I mean, 73 days or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a much more talented team after that, no matter what happens. I think I'd like to see polls come out firing, you know. Go get a top-five player at his position and buy a trade right early on and set the tone. Maybe it makes us a more uh, desirable location. But, uh, man, it's going to be an interesting uh, time here for the Bears. I'm pretty excited. Well, look, I, I, it's that's to the draft, the 73 days. I mean, right. free agency here. Like, let's let's knock out some needs out in free agency. Like, with the new can, like, year. Load up on the lines. I think that's what he's going to do. Uh, but, you know, I think that that's a, a nice start. There's, the, there's that. Uh, who? Where does the guard play that, um, that uh, Durkin loves? Is it Baltimore? Yes. And he's really good, too. I think there's a tackle that's in Jacksonville as well that I think there was are on. some good linemen. Ben, They're definitely ben Powers. Ben Powers is the guard that Durkin loves. Look, you're going to be able to also fortify your defensive front as well, whether it's Deron Payne yeah. or there's a kid in Philly that's probably not going to be able to be signed as well. Meller, what's the guy's name? Javon Hargrave. Yeah, I mean there are some there are some guys that can can provide some sturdiness up front on defense that are going to be available. Can I throw a wild one at you guys? Yeah. Uh, you trade Claypool and next year's first-round pick for Justin Jefferson. Wow, an in-division in trade. Just happened Minnesota. with the tight end, right? I know. You Jimmy. think Minnesota's giving cool, out your best Jimmy. receiver in football? Jimmy. 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 Yes. Jimmy. <laughs> the Vikings are not going to trade you a guy who just set a bevy of records for most catches, yards, touchdowns, everything in a short period of time for Chase Claypool and next year's one. Well, they you know can't, that. they can't pay the guy. I mean, oh, they'll they, find I don't a way they to can pay. pay the guy. They can pay. Him. They're still paying off that stadium, which, by the way, is phenomenal, but... Yeah, you I'm usually come. You usually, come you usually come to the table with a better trade than that. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting to to give up a next year's first rounder because you know you're going to replenish those. So I'm, I just mean, you know, I know he wasn't happy at the end of the year. I mean, obviously it's a pipe dream, but there are other guys out there. You know, not necessarily at that level, but yes. you know, top, top 10, Now right? you're talking. Now when you like, say there he, are I like other Higgins, right? I do I like him. I, I do, too. I can't see the Bengals cutting him yeah. loose either. How about this, Jimmy? In, in three years, and by the way, he's only 24 years of age. He just turned 24. Justin right. Jefferson, in three years, has 324 catches for 4,825 yards and 25 touchdowns. It's a monster. 
If the Vikings thought even for one millisecond about sending him to anybody in a trade, their entire front office needs to be fired. Yes. Immediately. Well, there's always a price. You know, Keenan Allen was another name that I thought I thought was. He'll probably go to a contender, don't you think? Yeah. That's a guy who's who's signing to a team that's like, oh, like Dallas. Isn't that a guy who signs with Dallas? Plays 10 or 12 games. He's going to get hurt. That's what happens to him. Yeah, yeah. At his but age. you need to. You can add as many as you want. I mean, like there's so there's there's so much uh, flexibility here, and I think it's just going to be exciting to watch. So that's I mean, true. I agree with you know. on that. Jim. All right, back to the drawing board for yeah. you, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I always throw. Something we can out dream. There. We can dream. There's Jimmy. That's not a dream. That's a delusion, right? That that's delusional. Yes. Yes. Three hundred and twenty-four catches in his first three. That's record, right? Isn't that a record? Yeah, he set the record. And also for yardage in yes. his first three years? Yeah. He's the best uh, wide receiver in football now, isn't he? Him and Ch- Chase? Him and Chase? Yeah. I mean, like, look, I think Devontae Adams is still, like, for a route runner, he's a little older. But, yeah, I, I mean, if you have Justin Jefferson, you're not letting him go. Uh, Carl in Nashville, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Carl? Carl. Carl. We'll uh, let Carl go. Let's were you, try. Were you buying uh, the Tony Romo version of Carl Spackler the, uh, in the, uh, the commercial, the, the, the Caddyshack commercial? Caddyshack commercial. I mean, he's better than that. Me. It didn't but move he's, me. He's better than his broadcast. That may be true. I don't, don't want to tell Yurko, Yurko that. But like that, that commercial, I think, it didn't reach me. Got Marco in Glenview, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Marco? Good afternoon, boys. How are you? It's been we're a couple good. years. Well, uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. The the people that are on that field should be adjudicating that that the games are a lot better than they are, especially considering that they're supposed to be the best of the best. But let me offer up this as a potential explanation. Bradbury had two infractions on the same play on that particular play. He tugs the jersey after he sees that ah shoot, which is the same play they've been running. You know, for the touchdowns that that was thrown to Moore and the other third touchdown that was thrown um, earlier in the game to Tony he got caught. He tugged the jersey, and then as he breaks away, he now hooks the the hip. It would be far more egregious not to call that than to swallow that whistle right there. I'm just telling you the fact that they didn't call the play earlier, which I thought was oh, yeah. even more egregious. Would have been the the hint that hey listen this type of stuff we're 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 gonna let the guys go, and that to me is most important in an imperfect in, in an imperfect world, and that's what officiating the NFL has become. I'm just a fan of consistency. Like let the guys know what will be con- and and they'll adjust accordingly. Whether you're an offensive lineman, you're a defensive lineman, you're a cornerback, you're a wide receiver, you know what you're going to be able to get away with. Now, again, I'm not completely dismissing the fact that it was a penalty by Bradbury. I'm just saying I thought the play 10 minutes earlier, which wasn't called, was was pretty much the same. We uh, we had great timing with the Mike Pereira uh, conversation. Mike Pereira was on the Super Bowl broadcast with Fox. Uh, he was on with us on Friday. We talked to him about this. We had a lengthy conversation. He's a big Tito's guy, too. If you missed it, grab it on the ESPN Chicago app. And Not he, a seltzer guy? He, no, no. He, I, he may be, but more of a Tito's guy. And he said, uh, he talked about the officiating, and the officials are good, but it's about 
like the grand scheme of being consistent. Listen to what he told us uh, going into the game on Friday. And sure enough, what are we talking about on Monday? I have made this statement, and I know the league isn't happy with me um, saying it, but I continue to say it, and they continue to be unhappy with me. But I think they have the best officials that they've ever had when you look at the group of 130, but I don't think it's the best officiating. And he, he went on to expand that it's, it's due to they, they, they have made things, and Yurko kind of touched on this, they've made things so complicated. Yeah. They filled their head with so many different things, so many points of emphasis that they don't let them become good officials. They're not reacting. It's like a quarterback sure. who's not just reacting in the moment. He's thinking out there, and then in real time, you don't get the best product or the best um, you know, uh, a quarterback who just reacts and lets the game play out. I mentioned it earlier, like in the it was Miles Sanders, right? That that they ended up calling it incomplete versus was it or when was it game one? Was no, it, I think it was, it was Sanders. Sanders, like, Sanders. Okay, um, like sometimes, it, what's the rule? Two feet, or is it a third step in in a football? Football move. Look, there are some times when the defender's on you that quickly where you do have control of the football, but you don't have the capacity for a third step or a football move. And it's still a fumble because the receiver or the running back, whoever the ball is being thrown to, has full control of the football. And and it's you know it. You look at it, and he he caught that ball. And then he gets hit, and then the ball's knocked out. That's, again, where they've complicated it so much where the, it should be more simple. It should be just keep it simple. Yeah, like this is whole concept catch? of a football move. Like, you can't always make a football move because the defender gets on you so quick. What's a football move? So, yeah, they, they've made a lot of things more difficult on themselves, and this is why I think that they need to have a very long meeting this offseason. And look. I'm not suggesting it's worse now or it's the point is, is now you haven't you've and I mentioned this last week. Yeah, you've you've injected gambling into the conversation, which is great. I think it's fine. Everyone's making money off of it. What are we talking about after the Super Bowl? A call. What were we talking about after the AFC championship game? A call. I think last year wasn't there a call in the in the Rams Bengals game as well? Wasn't there a, a a pass interference or a holding call in their middle linebacker? It was the Bengals Cooper middle linebacker it was against Cooper Cup, wasn't it? I thought it was it against Cup, or I thought it was it, against it was, the Bengals. Cup was the the victim of the the penalty yeah, call. I thought so. Yeah. Like it was another one of those situations where I, th- I if I'm not mistaken, I'm I'm thinking that we had the same thought that yeah, listen, it could be a penalty. But the way the game's been called, it's odd that you call this one, but you didn't call the one earlier. A couple weeks ago, even before the championship round, wasn't there another controversial call or ending or something that maybe didn't cost them? I think the Bengals had gotten hosed a couple different times. Yeah. They're very hosable. There was yeah. the play where they got to rerun the play. Yeah, yeah. Very hosable team. Yeah. So, look, I just, you know what, uh, consistency, get better at this, use more technology. Um, you know, you invite the scrutiny when you also invite the advertising dollars from legal legalized gambling. Let's take more calls. And then I, I, I don't know if you heard this, and I'm glad. I don't know if, Meller, if you caught this, but I do see it on my screen. Something that was said in the celebration 
that is perfect for Waddle's world. I don't know, Waddle, if you caught this. I'm not sure I did. But I, I heard it live, and I never sent it to you, Meller. But someone got it, and I'm glad you did. This is gold. We'll play it for you coming up next. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you are here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Waddle's World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. You got an extra skip in your step today, don't you? Going on, so I was going to say, it sounds like you're leaving town. Yeah. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash finest member FDIC. You see how my so. kids act. You saw the haymakers oh, being del- thrown. They're delightful. Like oh, we, all, get- <laughs> we Listen, that's part of parenthood. That's what happens. I said to Tyler and Mellor and to you, I said to all you, all you guys on separate occasions, I go, and you guys wonder why I look so tired all the time. And you all acknowledge, yes. And now we know why. You know, as they get older, it'll just be different issues. I know that. I, I want to go five minutes without them punching each other in the face. Well, I, they, they went five minutes. Yeah. I don't know if they went five minutes without a threat of saying, I'm going to punch. Was also putting his hands in the back of his pants and then putting his hands on my head? Yes. 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 He also puked in your toilet. He did. I know. But it's not because he was sick. It's because he, he he's like a dog when he yeah. overeats. And his stomach gets full, and then he pukes, and he rallies. I think my, I think George's fiance said, told me after everyone's left, he goes, "By the way, is, was Braxton okay?" He said, "I was using the bathroom, and he was knocking on the door, and he was like, i 'I'd be on a second. He goes, "Now I have to puke.'" <laughs> so he said he did open the door, and he came in, and he threw up his, he ate his brownie too fast. Yeah, and, and he drinks too much water. Yeah. And, and then he's drinking your beer. Yeah, I mean. I told him. I did tell him. He he he, he wanted to. He said, "Hey, can we do some potty talk?" It says right, like you when do they on the radio. In, they're starting to uh, talk about uh, yeah potty talk. They see you. I said so. He he, he kept putting his hands in his in his pants, kind of in the back of his pants, and touching my head. I I said, "Listen, stop putting that butt dust all in my hair, okay? And stop doing that." that. And, it, and that he started giggling, him... and he just kept doing it again and yes, again and, and again and again. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and listen, you two try and play. Uh, tackle football, uh, punch your brother in the face, eat 12 brownies, and then pound a couple of Coors Lights and see if you can go without puking. Probably not. At the age of six. At the age of six. I think your expectations are a little bit out of whack. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want details on this great party that we announced today? uh, Yes. Yes. Uh, Carmen and Yurko announced this. This has been in the works for a while. Our uh, management team, our marketing team, they've been hard at work. At securing this and the venue and making this a really, really big day and making this first class. Friday, March 24th, we're hosting the 25th anniversary celebration for ESPN 1000. Nice. I've been very lucky to be a part of this radio station every step of the way for the 25 years. Um, it's ever is since. It you? Is that you the only one? Are you the only. Yes. Founding member? Yes. The last the last man standing. Wow. I covered uh, uh, Mark McGuire's 61st and 62nd home run in St. Louis for WGN, for the Cubs Radio Network. I flew into Midway, 
I took a cab back to 190 North State here, and I interviewed in this building for the job for Bears reporter, weekend talk show host, and then I got the job. And on October 1st, 1998, I left WGN. Do you went over there, took a poop on Cap's desk, and said, I'm out. And then you started here, and you and you're the last remaining. Me. Yeah, you're the last remaining uh, original person, original hire. Carm came a couple months in. Then Carm and I have been here almost every step of the way. So a 25 year celebration for ESPN 1000 uh, since 1998. We've been going strong, and it's because of you guys. It's because of the fans. Uh, every day, you guys go out of your way to uh, make us part of your day, and we're throwing this bash for you guys. Friday, March 24th. At the House of Blues, one of the great venues in the city of Chicago. Um, the doors will open at 11 in the morning. Carmen and Yurko will begin their show at noon. There will be a Mac Yurko and Harry reunion on that show. We will then be hosting our show from noon, uh, from 2 to 6. Maybe with some special guests. Oh, no, there will be special guests. We, we have worked hard on securing uh, lots of great guests in person. You can attend, but there are limited tickets available to purchase at LiveNation.com. Go to LiveNation.com and search ESPN Chicago. You must be 21 years or older. Use the hashtag ESPNShy25 to post about this on social media to tell your friends about it, too. But again, like the golf outing, like a lot of the great events that we do. You better sign up fast. You better, yes, grab these quickly. Because this is 25 years in the making. We will all be here from the radio station and many guests that you will want to see in person. Not going to be here 25 years from now, so this is going to be that celebration. Who won't be here 25 years from now? I'll be 80 at that time. Well, we could wheel you out here. Yeah, really? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, one of the great members of the ESPN 1000 history. You're going to be 70. Give a warm welcome. You'll be 76 at the time. Maybe we'll get him to uh, raise his arm. Tom Waddle. Tom, do you know where you are? Who are you? Why'd you bring me from, from somewhere warm for this? 25 more years. No. So let's celebrate yeah. the hell out of this yes, one, okay? Because there's nothing guaranteed afterwards. So let's rock this one out. Let's see. Let's we're, rock this we're in one the right out. spot at the House of yes. Blues. Yes. And there will be some special guests that I think that uh, that everyone will enjoy. Yes, you know. You've been working hard on that. Yeah, you know that. I secured the first one. And I'm done. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to do here? You said you want to take oh, some calls. Right. You had something you, you, oh, you yeah. said. Did you hear this? I did not hear anything. Mellor, were you the one who pulled this? Or did someone else find Excuse this? Excuse me? So, <laughs> what? Uh, the audio clip was actually sent uh, to me by my buddy Kevin, who caught it last night and I uh, alerted this. me of it. This is great. This is on the trophy presentation. Terry Bradshaw hosting. Big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> waddle over here. He told Andy Reid to waddle over here. Big guy. By the way, Andy Reid, I think, said that he's he's planning on coming back, right? Is that right? I think that's what he told Peter King that the guy said earlier. Yurko thought he had a gut feeling. Yeah. And then Jay Glazer talked to Andy Reid earlier yesterday. And he also, Andy Reid was saying like about his future. Again, I think we're all on the same page here. 
when you have a unicorn like Patrick Mahomes, it's hard to step away. It really is. All right, let's have a couple of calls here. I will say this to you. I'm a little disappointed that it, we're kind of like the UFO talk, which is something that has been a staple. Well, well why didn't we do that well, at no, 345? No, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, I'm a little distressed right now that it, people seem to be around the country sweeping it under the carpet here. Sweeping it under well, the rug. the Super Bowl. I what get it, precedent? but like I know, I want to get some more info. Or... I want info. Well, let's get. I want to figure this out. We've been we've been covering UFOs for about a decade here on the show. We'll do some work, break some news. I don't have. It's not my. I don't. What? I don't, I don't have any. You're research relying on other people capacity. to break the news for yes, you. Yes, people that this is what they do. I break down Chiefs and who they play. Chiefs Eagles. and Eagles. That's what I do. Maybe we should get Yurko on the UFO uh, beat. Oh, he's not interested in that. You know, you're, we talked about Yurko with that, and he said, don't be distracted. They want you to think about this because something over here. Isn't that what he said? I think that was his big his big thing was. And then you said to me just at one of the breaks, he goes, oh, well, Big Cat's telling us. when Big Cat's been drinking for a week. Big Cat and you're telling me that Big, Big Cat's got all the info on at this. At the big game pregame, Big Cat was saying to us that he thinks that they're balloons again by China. That they're not UFOs, that they're just more balloons. That maybe that's Yurko's theory that maybe the government is saying that they're UFOs and we're just getting no, beat they're not to saying. No, the point is, is they're not identifying them as UFOs, despite the fact that the NORAD commander doesn't rule out that aliens could be in charge of all this. They're not ruling it out. Technically, you can't identify them because then they will no longer be, be UFOs. Unidentified flying okay, objects. Okay, you know what I'm saying, wise ass. See, again, you're just bringing humor to this. This is a serious conversation. Are we being invaded by by aliens, and are they going to be kind? I think they're already here, and you just don't know who they are. Patrick Mahomes is definitely an alien. I think Braxton can't play quarterback that well. Hey, that's my son. I'm just saying. You wonder why I'm tired. You could send him over to the house while you guys are out on vacation for a day. (laughs) He's already. Daddy, when do you get back? So, okay, how long is that? Because then when do I get to go to Waddles? Am I invited to go back? Of course he is. And he just calls you Waddle. I love that, too. So much for the respect factor. There's none. I just love the fact that he woke up this morning and said he was sore. Sore. I am, too. Like, we played basketball, football. We rode mopeds. He had me giving him the third, hauling him around the house in a fireman's carry. My, uh, My buddy Jason said, soon you two will be out there shooting BB guns together. Maybe so. Don't do that. Maybe so. Maybe he's hatchet throwing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we take some calls here? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Reese and Beverly, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Reese? Hey, guys. How you feel? We're good. good. Tired. Real. Sore. <laughs> Real, really, really quickly, my, my 50-year-old been trying to dissect my call to make sure it was appropriate. But anyway, here it goes. Um, I think the holding call you know, penalty is cute and sexy. But, and it was said earlier, I think, today, but the fumble for the TD, it was the problem. Yeah. You take that away, they're up three scores, and they had their foot on their neck. And that was the only takeaway turnover of the game. No sacks or interception, no other fumbles. That was it. At the end of the day, Hurts played great, but he has to own that. Yeah. That's the game changer. No, Thank you're you, right. You're up. right about that, yeah. Reese. Uh, like, look, as good as Hurts was, the one that he wanted to add a second oh, point. Oh, damn it. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you already on vacation? 
Yes. We got another two hours and 20 minutes here, Call mister. back. I'll get you Reese, a second come on. Call back. Um, he's right, though. Like, you don't get to erase that from his resume from last night's game. As great as he was, that's a mistake that that is, you know, that you have to take into he consideration. He played so well. He was, and it was, he just, was great. It was such a random mistake, too. Because it was just... Yeah. It was the old... He just dropped the ball. A little yeah. careless... Care, totally careless. So gr- he was perfect. Yeah, if, if, until you know, that, like except for that. If yeah. the Eagles hadn't won, like you know, Philly sit on at the early uh, at the top of the hour. If the Eagles hadn't won that Super Bowl a few years back, boy, they would. I think Eagles, Eagles fans would really be kicking themselves yeah. because you can't play that well against Mahomes and still end up losing and not feel just like, awful. And that, and that was one, like, maybe they should not have won uh, six years ago, and this was one that they probably should have gotten. They were like, this is the better team than six years ago. Yeah. Nick Foles beating Tom Brady, this is the That's better a mirage. This is a more, this is a well-rounded team. I would, I, I would argue, and Reese is back, I would argue, though, that they caught a break with the next fumble that was called an incomplete pass. Like so, they caught a bit, a bit of I think a break on yeah. that call. All right, go ahead, Reese. I, I apologize. No problem, guys. Real quick, and just just to end it, I think it's safe to say unequivocally, Mahomes is the number one guy in the league. QB. Oh, I know no it was. Yeah, I think right now, put it to rest. Even no matter you know, Rogers is at the tail end. All respect to him, but the guy has clearly separated himself by leaps and bounds. So just kudos to him. Not a not a Chiefs fan, but I'm a I'm a fan of greatness. So thanks, guys. Thanks, Reese. Good call. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, in my amateur evaluation, my thought was that the Eagles were the better overall team. But Patrick Mahomes is one of these special players that you know it's it's okay to pick him to beat a better team. He's 27 years old. Like he is on the arc to end up being the best. Yes, for sure. Will he get there? I don't know. And it's it's not hyperbole caught in the moment stuff. He's he's been to five straight AFC title games. He's been to three Super Bowls and won two. He's been the NB, MVP of the league twice. He's been a, a Super Bowl MVP twice. Like I mean, some of the stuff that he's already accomplished at the age of twenty seven has him on the arc to ultimately, if he stays healthy and continues to play at a high high level. You know, he definitely has a chance to be the best that ever did it at that position. Uh, Jameson in Elk Grove Village, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jameson? Uh, hi. Hey. Hey. How old are you? I'm 10. 10. Oh, awesome. What's up, buddy? Nothing. Nothing? I just wanted to say that the call at the Super Bowl, when they called holding, ruined the game. Why do so? Why why did it ruin the game for you? I was going for the Eagles, and I don't think that the officials should have like let's say in a big game and a tight game. Like, Jameson, do you have a couple a couple of dollars down on the Eagles game in, yesterday? No. Okay. Uh, I I would say this to you. I think that I understand your frustration. Because the game was being called in a pretty generous fashion, and they were letting guys play. It seemed a little out of place to me, to be honest with you. I think that's been my stance all along. I'm not over-the-top angry about it or anything like that. It just felt like the game was being called a certain way, 
And then in the final moments, they decided to call it tighter on that play. Jameson, do you play flag football? I uh, know. I play baseball and basketball. All right, so you play basketball. Let's say you're going to the basket late in the game. You guys are uh, going for the win, and you're driving to the hoop, and someone fouls you, but it's a light foul. Do you want the referee to call a foul or not? I think you should just let me play. Oh, that's, that's consistent. Yeah, You got that going for you. Okay, that's good. I like this. I saw the UFO last night. Did you see a UFO? Yeah. Where was, was it at? Playing, I was playing basketball, and then I see a giant line in the sky, and I took a picture of it, and me and my dad saw it. Do you have, uh, do you say you have a picture of the UFO? Yep. All right. You can know you what, send that to us? Can, yeah, Tyler, can you, uh, hold my on. Dead. What, uh, what's that? My phone's dead. His yeah. phone's dead. Did the alien sap the energy out of your phone, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Are you scared of the UFOs? Um, a little bit. Do you think Waddle will be around for the 50th anniversary party for ESPN 1000? Yes. Okay, that's optimistic. Thank 76. you, James. Thank you. He'll make it to 76. Wow. That's, is that the math? Is no, that proper? No, it'll be 80. No, it'll 80. be 80. Jameson, thank you. Thanks, and, and Jameson. Say hi to your dad, all right? What? Thanks, Mark. See ya. Do your oh, homework. Do your homework, Jameson. One more thing. One yeah, more thing. One more thing. So, you know the guy who came over to your house to do a plumbing job? Oh yeah. Uh, is that J- is that is your dad Jason? Yep. He's great. Jason from ABC. And I'm telling you this, Jameson, he's not just saying that because he off the air was talking about how you're uh, he's you're a superhero. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Superhero, it's... that's right. He fixed all his stuff. Because you know what? Sylvie can't fix anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jameson and Jason. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. He's the best. Yeah, you Jason said, the that, you, you is said the best. that he yeah. was fixing things yeah, that he that wasn't was even surprise. there to yeah. fix. And had no clue who that was calling. That's awesome. That was great. All right, three, one, two, three. You got to get him to send you the picture of of the yes, UFO. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. Do you want uh, do what? Do you want to do any UFO story coming up next? Uh, I mean, I can give you the latest. I give you the latest on that. Oh, I got a Wienermobile story. Too. Oh, I this is fantastic. Yeah. That and then I got a handful of poll questions about the Super Bowl that I want to throw at all you guys and find out what your thoughts are on all of them. We'll do that coming up at four. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. In related Las Vegas news, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile had to make a pit stop on Friday after thieves targeted, uh, targeted the iconic vehicle. The catalytic converter on the 27-foot-long hot dog on wheels was stolen, according to someone with Penske Trucks. According to uh, Jess, uh, Joseph Rodriguez, his team at Penske helped give the vehicle a temporary repair so it could get back on the road. Someone stole the catalytic converter. I think that's been a problem here in Chicago. Yeah, what's it? the deal with that? Where uh, there's value in the metals, right? Yeah, like this yeah, is a metal. huge thing going around all over the place in this yeah. city, in the burbs. 
People go and they steal the cat uh, catalytic converters. catalytic converters of these cars. Yeah. Keep and your hands off the Wiener Mobile. Yeah, you don't. You can't touch the Wiener. Don't touch the Wiener Mobile. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. You want a couple of updates? Uh, NORAD commander doesn't rule out aliens. And these series of things that have gone on. Speaking on a conference call on Sunday, Air Force General Glenn Van Herc was asked whether the United States has ruled out the possibility that the objects that have been spotted and shot down over North America are extraterrestrial in origin. A New York Times article on Sunday contained the following paragraph. The incursions seem to have uh, become so common that the administration officials have found themselves issuing private assurances that there is no evidence that they involve extraterrestrial activity. But officials also acknowledge privately that the longer they are unable to provide a public explanation for the, um, the surroundings with regard to the objects, the more speculation grows. You, you seem freaked out by this. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed. I told you that it has led to, like now, my wife, before we went to bed last night, before we fall asleep, I think the last thing she said to me is, you know what's most scary about the aliens, potential aliens, is is they have the ability to make themselves invisible so we don't know where they all will be. I said, what the, What are you talking about? But it makes sense. Her explanation is as good that? as anybody's. Where are you getting that information? And she said, listen, all of these different, all the different stories from Navy pilots and everything else talk about how they just disappear. They, they go into they the ocean. They do different right. things. Oh, here's another story. Baffled pilots who shot down mystery object over Alaska say it interfered with sensors. The mysterious object shot down by U.S. fighters over Alaska is not thought to be connected to the Chinese spy balloon downed on February 4th, with a Pentagon spokesman saying it was like comparing apples and oranges. Pilots of the uh, U.S. Air Force F-35 fighters sent to intercept the mystery object over Alaska Friday said that whatever it it was had been interfering with the sensors of their aircraft before they shot it down. Are you trying to freak all of us out? I'm just bringing you the information. I'm just a newsman. Three unidentified objects have been spotted over North America in the past 10 days. The first, a giant airship the size of three buses, is understood to have originated in China, although the U.S. and Chinese governments disagree about its uh, exact purpose. The, I think that yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before, too, that they closed some airspace over Lake Michigan a little bit or in, in parts of, of Wisconsin. I'm tomorrow. I'll get a look overhead. Will you be a little nervous as you're up in the air? Now you're freaking me out, yes. I'm just asking. What do you think it is? I don't know. Think they're weather balloons? That's what Big Cat told me. Like I said, he's been drinking in the desert for 10 days. He's the yeah. expert. Probably hasn't read a single article about this. But maybe right. All right. Uh, I, I, I want to read you some of these uh, poll questions. I want you guys to react. Got some questions about uh, what you thought and some things that happened at the Super Bowl. If you want to react, 312-332-3776. Some off the field, some on the field. Your reactions coming up next.